Hey y'all, hey, welcome to episode 10. I can't believe we're officially 10 episode of 10. Luggage, Love, and Loot. I'm Markeisha. Hey, I'm Soleil. Free. And we're here and excited to be with you guys again. We thank everyone for your patience while we switched up the uh, recordings a little bit. But um, it's been a lot going on. It's been a busy two weeks. Some highs, some lows, some opportunities. How's everybody feeling? I'm exhausted. I'm tired. You look cute, though. True. And you like a brownie. You must have got a tan. Got a Green tan. and Ben somewhere got a tan. And it's my birthday month, so I'm, you know, hyped about that because I celebrate all month long. As yes, you should. Honey. Yes. As big 35 and oh, a few, a big couple weeks. Too. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm exciting. excited about that. What about you? Yeah, I'm good. I mean, I'm tired. Life is interesting right now. Girl. Um, so, you know, it's a new seasons and learning things that are outside of my comfort zone. Mm. But on the other side of it, like, there's a lot of good stuff that has even been coming out of some of the kind of social unrest we're going to talk about a little bit later yeah. on the show. There's good stuff and... I just got word that one of my clients, um, who I designed her book cover for, is showing at Essence Festival and having a book signing. So just being a part of that process, you know, she could have picked anybody else, but you know, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, so that's you know celebrating the victories as well as you know learning new things. So. I'm tired too, though. I need a vacation. Yes. Bree just came off a vacation and needs and another I'm, vacation. Uh, Is that how it works? Uh, like when you go on one, it's like it's never that's enough. Why I booked my next one before I even left the next one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something else to look forward to. Yes, yes that is so true. What's going on with you, Markeisha? You know, it's been I think an emotional week. I think that um, when you care and when you invest. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's emotionally draining sometimes. So it's been, it's been a rough week. It's, um, I mean, I'm sad for a lot of things going on. I'm thankful for the things that are developing as a result of some of the things that are going on. Um, but it's been, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get back to my routines too. My energy's been off a little bit. Like I need to bring my rocks back out, my tranquility, my peace. Like I just need to, um, realign myself. So I'm getting back to routines and, I'm just trying to hold myself accountable for some of that stuff, like journaling and just reflecting. I started with my friends again. Um, we say three things every day we're thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something we try to do before 10 a.m. So we all have to text each other in the group, like, three things you're thankful for. And it could be just sunshine. And then I know one like day that. we were just like, mm-hmm. I'm thankful for sunshine. I'm thankful for this breakfast sandwich. <laughs> and I'm thankful for my for my mental health. You know, right. so. It's raining a lot. Yeah, kills the mood, doesn't it? And it kills my pockets because I keep gotta paying this man uh twenty five dollars. Cut your grass, (laughs) girl. Listen, (laughs) if you rolling down Marshall and see something look like a jungle, that's my house. Don't judge me. We going through some things, but yeah, I agree. It is. It is. It's an extra cost. It's not fun, but yeah. So I just um, I just want us to all be positive and encouraged, and hopefully after today's podcast, folks will feel empowered, um, positive, and encouraged. Um, and on a positive note, I think it's best to start with Brie. She got her glow. Mm-hmm. Um, Cuban Libre. I don't know what that means, but we're going to go with it. Someone toss it over to Brie. Alrighty. Yeah, so I just uh, came back from my five-day cruise to Cuba and the Bahamas. Yeah. Um, I had a great time. It was my first time uh, really traveling with a high school friend of mine. And we had a great time together because, you know, we talked about before. 
sometimes you just can't travel with people. Girl. Uh, but, <laughs> but we actually, we, we got along great. We had a great experience. Um, we were actually with a group of 32 people. Um, a lot of people from like North Carolina, South Carolina. Mm. I was the only one from Pittsburgh, of course. Oh, um, right. down, girl. Uh, found a new friend who also is from um, from Tennessee. So it was just a group, a good group of people. Like a lot of professional couples. It was just beautiful to see all this black love yes. in the room. Like, Another you know. theme we covered. Yes. Yes, yeah, it, it was it was a, a really nice experience. So when we got on the boat, we had like a welcome party that night, and you know we all got like goodie bags with all kind of like stuff, t-shirts and cups and cigar uh, cutters and lighters. The theme of the cruise was Cubanos and mojitos. Yes, so, I love a good theme. Yes. <laughs> so um, we got shirts that you know all matching shirts that say Cubanos and mojitos on it and everything. So it was it was really really nice. Um, we cruised through Norwegian, mm. uh, which is unlimited drinks, which is nice. like a plus because, you know, I can get my drink on. But I feel like I didn't drink as much as I could have drank because I was a little bit sick. Um, mm. The Dramamine did the opposite effect on me. It was like making me feel more sick. So Nauseous. there was a lot of times where I had to like just go like lay down for a little bit. And plus mm. it was so hot. I think that also played a part in it. Um, we were on Norwegian Sky. The, the ship was pretty nice. Um, so the first day, you know, we're on there just, you know, drinking, relaxing, that kind of stuff. Um, one of the best things to me on the boat was the white party they had. It was so much fun. Like we started out on the deck upstairs and we went, end up working our way down to the club, but they were playing like great music, um, like all like R and B hip hop mm-hmm. music. It was, it was a blast. I posted some of the pictures, I think on our luggage love and loot, um, Instagram page, but yeah, the white party was was really really fun. It was like the best thing on the boat. And can I just say, you should do a travel lookbook. Like I felt like all your outfits were super on point. Like the white party was of super course. cute. So I felt like you should do a travel lookbook. Like you know what I mean. Like this is the look when you're going here. This like the bright festive colors and Cuba were so on point. So no, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your lookbook on the boat. Oh, and I forgot to mention before we actually got on the boat, we were in Miami for a couple of days before that. So. Few of my friends came down from Pittsburgh, and we hung out in Miami. Um, had a blast at Senior Frogs, um, and then we did brunch at Nikki Beach that Sunday before. Like that brunch was absolutely amazing. Um, it was fifty dollars for the brunch. Um, they had all kind of stuff. They had salmon. They had pasta stations, omelet stations. Um, whole chickens just like everything alcohol infused fruit like mm-hmm. the vibe everything was so nice um then you what we could walk out to the beach after we ate brunch um and then you can come back to their club later on that night what you just got to keep your wristband on so that was really really nice i would definitely recommend going to Nikki beach travel if you're in, ever in miami so back to the boat so the first um stop was in cuba and in, uh, in havana uh what, what i really liked about the norwegian cruise is that we docked overnight in Cuba. There's so many times we talked about before, you know, one of the cons of cruising is that you're not really at the port long enough to really enjoy being in that right. city. Right. So yeah. the good part about this is what actually made me want to go on this trip was that the fact that we were staying overnight in Cuba. So we had so awesome. about 24 hours there. So, you know, to make the most of it, we did um, the rum and cigar and coffee tour. Uh, so we, you know, got on the, got on the bus and while we're, 
going to the destinations we have a tour guide and she's telling us a lot of history about cuba um you know she explained first of all cuba is turning to 500 next year so they're gonna have a big celebration in cuba next year i believe in november so if you're looking mm. to go to cuba that would be a good time because she said they're going to be celebrating like all month i believe okay. it's in november it's when they're turning 500 mm. um we rode past the, the cemetery where um christopher columbus was buried at some point mm. um we drove past so so much stuff and it was just like so much information so much history on cuba cuba is a beautiful city they are still rebuilding from hurricane irma so there was still some devastation there in regards to that, some of the buildings that need to be rebuilt and stuff like that. But overall, um, Cuba was a, a, a beautiful place. We did, the, uh, we went to a cigar factory where we just, I thought we were gonna be like rolling our own cigars, mm -hmm. but where we went, we ended up just watching how the cigars were made. We were able to like to feel the leaves that the wrappers are made from. Um, and then we did a rum tasting. So of course I bought back some cigars <laughs> and rum. And um, one of my favorite parts of the tour is when we went to this art alley and we had, um, we were in this room where all these different artists had paint, had paintings for sale. And also in the alley, there were just all kind of different artworks up on the wall, murals and things like that. Yeah, and then um, they had a group of students perform for us. And I did post some of those videos, I believe on our Instagram page, if you're interested in looking at them. Um, super talented. Um, it was burning up hot. These kids are out there giving it their all. They're barefoot. I'm like, I don't know how they're doing it. Um, so, but that was really nice to experience. That was probably like one of my favorite things about Cuba. After we did a cruise, did our um, our tour, we came back to the boat and hopped right into one of the taxis. And most of the taxis there's are the classic cars. So you're interested in riding a classic car. Um, most of the taxis are, are classic cars, and he took us to an authentic Cuban restaurant. We had some really good food there. Um, a couple of the girls ordered uh, lobster tails, Ooh. and uh, I had a mincemeat dish, which was really tasty, with some plantains. We had um, some authentic mojitos there. Um, and, the, and the cab driver, he waited for us to finish eating, and then took us back to um, the boat. And then, you know, we rested up a, a little bit, and then that night we ended up going out. We weren't sure we were going to go, but we're like, I'm sure if we, as soon as we walk out, we'll find some people. So sure enough, as soon as we get off the boat, <laughs> there was another, a few other girls. And they're like, we're going to a club. So we all, like, got in a taxi together and went to this club. I think it was called La Gruta. So we go there. Sounds exotic. Yeah. Yeah, it was very interesting. <laughs> you know, like, they want you to leave your purse. Oh, right huh and like that's something that we don't do and i'm like i'm not leaving my purse right my purse on the floor sorry. right <laughs> so like you like, literally have, if your purse was over a certain size you had to check your purse so we took mm -hmm. out all of our valuables like our passports and things like that and gave them to the girls who had a smaller purses and then we left our purses because mm -hmm. that was the only way that we were right. going to be able to go in so we went downstairs like you had to walk down these steps and at first it was kind of dead but throughout the night it picked up they were playing um you know, some American music, a lot of Spanish music. Uh, we end up getting at a table with a few other people. They were buying bottles and stuff like that. So we was definitely turn, in tur turning up in, in, in <laughs> Cuba. Might even had a little blackout. But I ain't going to talk about all that. What stays in Cuba, what happened <laughs> in Cuba stays, stays in Cuba. Cuba. No. Oh, so, real, <laughs> No, but I was a good girl. If you're listening, John, I promise I was good. I didn't do nothing wrong. She was good, John. Yeah. So we um, end up 
getting a taxi back um because we had to be back at the boat by like 5 30 in the morning so we got back around to a respectable hour um but overall like cuba was was really nice i would recommend um anyone to go just and i really would have liked to immerse myself in the culture a little bit more i know a few other people who went and they actually like stayed like at an airbnb and stayed with mm -hmm. families host, yeah. um you know and they're, and they're cooking for you and things like that and just you're really around the culture a lot more. Mm -hmm. But if you're interested in going on a cruise, I would definitely recommend Norwegian because you do get to stay there overnight. Um, and get them unlimited drinks, Unlimited right? drinks, yes. And they're one of the only ones I've seen that kind of do that the do overnight the unlimited, thing. Yeah, yeah and yeah. the drinks. So it seems like that's a good bet to go. Yeah. So then the next day was kind of like the day at sea. And then the following day after that was when we went to the Bahamas. We were at Great Stirrup K, which is Norwegian's private island. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely beautiful. We had rented some of the private cabanas, and each cabana fits eight eight people. And and, and you know you get there and there's like fruit and there's like a little a water. They're bringing your drinks. We got like shrimp. These shrimp were absolutely amazing. Like I could have mm. ate the whole platter myself. <laughs> um, and then you know you're able to snorkel or parasail whatever excursions you want to do they serve lunch on the beach they had jerk chicken um hamburgers all that kind of stuff so it was just a really nice day at the beach it was super hot um the water they had stingrays in the water which we were a little bit we were a little bit nervous about that except for the girls who were snorkeling um you know they liked that part but i'm like i, I was terrified of this so you're able to like snorkel with the stingrays yeah, it was. They were like mm. right there, even if you weren't snorkeling. I mean, they say they're, they're like, friendly, but it's kind of still kind of scary. Uh, I don't. I don't want to be around those. Was it in like the ocean, or well, they probably have them, like to where because you can do something to where they they won't sting you. Uh, well, I wish I knew what that was. Well, know. not you can do it, but like oh. the ones that were probably there at, cause especially since it's a private beach. Yeah, like, they probably. I don't know that. I, don't know. But I, I was, was in somewhere that was contained when I swam with the stingray. Like, okay. I was in Discovery Cove in Orlando, and they're like, well, it's safe because they can't the sting you because they kind of, I guess you have them fixed in a uh, sense where they, you know, uh, they can't. Because okay. that's yeah. how, what's his name, Dad? The one. Uh -huh. Yeah, we were talking about that one when yeah. we were looking at the stingrays. I don't know what his name I can't remember his name, but I know it's <laughs> Bendy's Daddy. Bendy's Daddy, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's Bendy's Daddy. Like, get in there. What are we doing? Without a narrative. Oh, yeah, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the the their private island is is absolutely beautiful. Um, Pictures are beautiful. Yeah, and then you know the rest of the time we were just on the boat, we were drinking, we were at the pool. Um, we did. Uh, did we catch any shows? We didn't really do in, any shows. I will say that I feel like Carnival had more things to do on the boat. When I was on my Carnival cruise last year, I, I felt like every day, like. We were at like a comedy shows, show comedy. or the live shows, mm -hmm. things like that. I feel like Norwegian didn't have as many shows. Yeah, that's, um, that's like the fun stuff about right, the cruise. Yeah. Right. Did they have casinos and stuff? Like, yes, there was a casino um, on the boat. shops, I guess, probably too. Right? Yeah, some shops. Um, I think there might have been one comedy show. Oh, and okay. I ended up, we missed it. We did go to the karaoke, though, which was absolutely that's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> I wish I would have videotaped some of that. Uh, stuff during the karaoke it was Listen, absolutely you can't tell people hilarious. nothing at karaoke yeah so we did do the karaoke for a little bit we wanted to do they had a wine and chocolate tasting mm -hmm. and when we got there there was, it was already filled up so we weren't able to do that so that was a little bit disappointing but um and then also the food was it was just okay mm -hmm. on a week I feel like the food on carnival was a little bit better um 
but you know the just having unlimited food and unlimited drinks it's like no matter what time yeah. you're hungry no matter what time you want to have a drink you know it's okay to do so because you're on vacation so overall it was a really nice trip it was a five-day cruise um so yeah we had a really good time and I, I would definitely travel with that group with that group again and I like that, like, that's the thing I love about our podcast is, like, it's being informed and, and knowing the decisions you can make based off what interests you. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the food maybe wasn't amazing, but if drinks are more important for some people than the food is, then right. you make that choice, you know. Mm-hmm. So now you know. You don't have to wonder. You can know exactly what to expect with Norwegian. Right. And that's the thing. I think I can always find something that I like. I will say mm-hmm. Norwegian's french fries were bomb. Like, every day <laughs> I, I love ate, french fries. I ate they their french fries. Yes. Like, the french fries were delicious. And the last day before we docked back in Miami, I ate breakfast, and the French toast was really good. Mm-hmm. I liked the breakfast, I think, the most out of anything I ate there. But those every day, I was eating those french fries. So Norwegian <laughs> got the french fries down packed. That's good to know. Yes. Fun yeah. fact. Yes. Get your Norwegian fries on. <laughs> Yep, so it overall, it was a really nice trip. Um, you know, we travel is just so important. It's, it's always nice to get away and kind of just relax and not have, you know, not have to worry about home. Unfortunately, with this trip, there was so much going on back here in Pittsburgh while I was away that I didn't enjoy the trip as much as I could have. Right. I didn't have much access to... Um, social media or text messaging and thing like things like that um but it, at times I could get on the internet especially when we we're in the Bahamas more so than Cuba I was able to you know get on social media and see some of the things that were going on um back here in Pittsburgh even within my own family um so it was not as enjoyable as it could have been just because I knew like there was so much chaos going back and going on back in Pittsburgh so, um, yeah, it was hard to fully, fully enjoy myself because I just knew, like, coming home, what was waiting mm-hmm. for me. Um, you know, people being killed. Uh, my cousin was killed while I was away. Um, and then a young man who was um, killed by the police. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the four teenagers who were in the car. The young lady got killed. A 19-year-old girl got killed. Yeah. Then they found someone in his house. He was holding his son. He was shot in the head. I'm like, oh, yeah. like every day mm-hmm. it was yeah. something. And, you know, I'm sitting at the airport when I'm coming back on Friday and just getting caught up on everything. And I'm just like, my God, like what is going on in Pittsburgh? So it, 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 it was a lot. So these past two weeks have been um, very interesting, you know, getting back home and just seeing everything that's going on. Um, and Soleil has been like on the front lines yeah. with a lot of the protests and things that are going on with the killing of Antoine Rose here in Pittsburgh. So um, we want to get her take about what's been going on with that. So I'm going to pass it over to her now. Yeah, it was definitely rough. Um, it's kind of hard uh, to even find where to start. But first off, just acknowledging what you're saying is I was thinking about you. I'm like, Bree is out there trying to live her best life, and we're out here struggling and I already know how it's going to affect her whenever she taps back into it because Markeisha was like so hey are you okay are you doing okay today because all of us were just like emotionally wrecked um whether we knew the person personally or not and it wasn't just because of the police shooting the young black man but also just knowing the violence that was happening and the brokenness that were happening in our families it was just so heavy it was literally for I think it was from like the 15th up until uh, I 
lost the date but it was literally over a week straight there were like eight murders and then the police shooting um so i kind of got involved with the stuff with trying to fight for justice for antoine just because um, i believe in that <laughs> um and I've been going out to the protest and um, was blessed enough to have a, a member of the family reach out to me for some assistance for graphics for his funeral, which kind of deeper put me into wanting to assist. Mm-hmm. Um, the movement has been heavy for us here in Pittsburgh, period, because, you know, we're shutting down highways and stuff, which is good. We're making noise um, because our local officials and politicians are everywhere. They don't know what's going on and what's happening, um, pointing fingers at each other, but still not really giving us the justice that we deserve. Um, but there is a great sense of unity among Pittsburgh. Um, you see tension at times but um if you go to a protest or a rally the the sense of peace that's there and connection is way deeper than anything that i've been telling people i can't even compare it to a church service because it's like we're all here together and we need each other for one common cause so although it's been heavy there has been some um really great moments Mm -hmm. of unity um of victory and just that resilience that uh, we have as a people to like not let anyone break our spirits um, and to fight for what we believe in so it's definitely been draining but um, I wanted to uh, pull in we always talk about money our loop section and how that applies to how the black dollar is spent whenever there is social unrest going on so um I'm going to go over a couple of points of how you can kind of position yourself to um, choose where you spend your money at um, and be aware of how important that is in a time like this, you know, in a time where racial tensions are high, social injustice is high, your, your money that you work hard for means a lot. I mean, I know you all have all seen some of the crazy posts that have been coming up about people in the, these nasty comments on the mm-hmm. news stations oh God, and terrible. all lives splatter. And I'm like, oh, y'all are just so heartless. But people are losing their jobs over this. And in all of that, um, that all is driving our economy. These are people's jobs. This is money. These are places where we spend our money and we're kind of getting to see who they're employing and what their response is to things yeah how councilman running over people how about it was a councilman my goodness and let me just say being on the front lines all of our protests have been peaceful Mm -hmm. y'all it would y'all would feel like tinglys if you could see in action whenever you see rage coming over someone because a police officer is smirking at them with their baton in their hand or somebody wants to, you know, call us a nigger or whatever. You see the rage and then you'll see like a brother or sister put their hand on them mm-hmm. and say, it, it's not about, it's not about us. Stay mm-hmm. focused. And then we snap back. And I'm like, man, I don't care what y'all think about us. You can't tell me nothing about my people. Like we are, <laughs> we're Keisha about to go, right? Can I just tell y'all I'm about to get goosebumps as I'm saying this because coincidentally, as y'all shut down the parkway, 
I had to take Kai to Penn Hills. Her friend lives right by the 365 exit off of uh, William Penn Highway. Mm-hmm. I was so proud. So proud as I'm cutting through every city and getting shut down <laughs> trying to get to my destination. Because it just was a reminder of how powerful we are when we work together Mm -hmm. it was so well organized it was so well executed it was strategic listen i kid you not i pulled up next to a white truck when i was on penn avenue and this truck this man was saying to his son pittsburgh's not taking it anymore we're tired of it and we literally just made eye contact and it was just a mutual love so you we didn't even say anything but literally just watching those lights all the way back to oakland like literally i went to get on the parkway and i'm like oblivious to things at this moment because I'm getting off work I'm trying to get my daughter out there in time like I you know I haven't been on social media as actively as much especially Facebook so when I'm on I'm like what's something's going on here and then I'm thinking like oh wait the protests so my daughter's trying to check Facebook and so we hurry up and take the Oakland we get the Oakland half Oakland shut down we get over we cutting over this way that way shut down shut down we get the East Hills I couldn't even make it through East Hills East Hills are shut down Mm -hmm. I had to go on these dark roads but I was doing it with so much pride and the smile on my face that no one could rip off right I could not tell you I was so proud of the execution and and just the the thought behind that protest and every protest has been peaceful even the one where we went to the officer's house nothing happened we have been peaceful and it's not just us, so I do want to make that clear because that sends a big message too. You know, yeah. it's not just black people mm-hmm. that are protesting. It's black people, it's white people, it's immigrants, it's whoever. And even that, just immigration. We talked about the shootings that are happening in our, you know, our communities, but you know, all this stuff with the immigration and separation Trump, of families, keeping kids away from their families. This is what all happening at this, at this one time. So all of this social unrest, like is heavy on all of us on the country as a whole um so i definitely just want to give a couple of points of things that you can do to scan yourself on how you want to step up whenever social unrest is going on when it comes to your hard-earned money and number one is like know your place in all of it um everything is not for everyone you know everyone's not supposed to be on the front line everybody um isn't going to be the people that have time to sit and call the local politicians and ask them questions you know but we all play a part in it um but the reason why it's important for you to know your place when it comes to your money is for two reasons because you will move and spend according to your beliefs like you want to be able to know your place so you can align your dollars with what you believe in Mm -hmm. and then and I would be remiss not to address the fact that more conversations around social injustices, prejudices happen whenever things are at a high intensity like they mm-hmm. are now. So whenever you know your place and acknowledge, like, you know what, I'm not going to spend my money in a place that did not have a proper response about something their manager or an employee said, then you, you know, you can articulate that argument when it happens, whenever the office is ordering from... I'm not going to say a name because I don't want to cross anywhere. Well, I will say one name. Pizza Milano's. <laughs> the office is ordering from Pizza Milano's. <laughs> then you know, like, because you 
known your place with this, like I'm not giving them my money, then you can also position yourself to have a courageous conversation. Like, no, I'm not ordering lunch from there because they like to abuse black women. And, well, a black woman, I'm not going to say they abuse multiple mm-hmm. ones, but that one instance was enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't want my money there. So number one, just know your place and how you stand and be very observant. Um, what Luther King said, there comes a time when silence is betrayal. Mm. So who's quiet right now? You know, and this is including black business owners as well. Um, me being a black business owner myself, um, I don't expect everyone to move the way that I move. But in a time when your whole community is in distress from the police and authorities violating you, from people within your community violating you, as a business owner, you should be asking, how do I fit in this? What can I give? Like, if you have a skill or a talent so for me i'm looking at everybody and i'm seeing who's stepping up and who's not and when i say quiet i'm not talking about the people who are moving like in humility and silence because there's some people that are doing things and they don't want to broadcast it you know what i mean because there are people out here that are trying to do things just to promote their brand or to get their business name out there um, so I'm not talking to those people, but you kind of know it. You know when you just know something ain't right mm-hmm. or someone ain't right. So pay attention to who's being quiet and not willing to stay, take a stand for the people that they serve. If it's um organization that serves African-American um, families and children, but they're not making a statement on this instance, like that's something to look at. Um, same with businesses as well. You also want to look at who is serving you know, um, this is a time, like I said, where it's the best time for you to give uh, back. Mm-hmm. It's the best time for you to give back out of your mm-hmm. skill and out of your talent and who's doing that. Um, I know one thing um, that was, again, I told you guys the bright moments in the midst of all of the the dark, the darkness that's around us. There were bright moments, but we went to um, Antoine's Wake and uh, there was a like an ice cream truck that's called Icy Treats and they sat up outside of the wake and they were giving out free ices to everybody mm-hmm. that was at the wake you know and that meant a lot to me and I said I'm going to make a post and I'm purposely going to have them at an event that we do in McKeesport or somewhere because I want to put my money not only in people that look like me but also people who have a heart to serve the community back like me you know um it's not always about profit. Sometimes it's about the purpose. And the purpose that day was to bring a smile. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'll uh, say this without maybe saying any names to ruffle any feathers. But when you're in a protest and somewhere, and if there are black businesses in that community, um, that can serve and be of assistance. But they're not. But a white business is. Like, what does that say about us mm-hmm. and how we support each other? So who's serving? Uh, and just pay attention to that. That's why be observant is that second point and also who's noisy so you know uh brie brought up the councilman so all of the violence that has happened it has been pretty much from people who are racist against black people it hasn't been the protesters causing any violence so a man ran through uh the protest that we did um on friday night downtown he ran through a crowd of people and hit someone and kept going Mm -hmm. we recently just found out he was a councilwoman there was a mayor of Arnold, I believe. Yes. Oh, yeah. She yes. wanted them to bring the hoses out on Girl us. Girl posted a picture in case y'all I need t- the visual. Like I here's a picture of my what mom. I'm I was like, Mom, she called me a welfare queen, honey. <laughs> 
she was just like shaking her head. I was like, yeah, because that's how they view us. So, you know, she posted on Facebook that they should bring the hoses out on us. Um, and she's now under a lot of scrutiny and um, people are protesting there to have her resigned. So it's the perfect time to see how people really feel. And then looking at the employer's reactions to racist employees speaks volumes. Um, for instance, um, I am a resident of McKeesport, and uh, there is an Eaton Park in McKeesport, and one of their managers um, wanted to, you know, get in on the action and share the all lives splatter uh, meme on her page. And uh, we got whiff of it, uh, people within the community, and they uh, called her out and um, called, and uh, we called corporate, and the lady was fired that same day, and this action is what brought a lot to light for me, because not only did Eaton Park call everyone back who called to report her, they also said to uh, one of the organizers uh, in our Take Action Mon Valley group, I know y'all are planning something for tomorrow. What do you need us to bring? Mm. Wow. You know what That's I mean? That's where companies that speaks volumes. Yeah, you does. know what I mean? Like, it, it really does. Um, and even the people who want to kind of, like, just stay in the background, I'll wait until this boils over. Like, there's a diversity training that's taught around here, and it says, like, racism is, like, on um, the trams that are in the airport. You know, um, you can either walk on it or you can stand on it or, you know, like little kids a lot of times like to run against it. You know, you can either walk with racism and what's going on or you can just stand like nothing's going on and just get to your next destination or you can fight against it. And everybody has a place on that. So I was, um, you know, pretty proud of Eaton Park for making those moves and immediately um, firing that lady and, um, taking the time to call everyone back those little details mm -hmm. meant a lot opposed to we're investigating this i mean the own the officer that has killed this young man still has not been fired from his job mm -hmm. um, and that's infuriating to me like i just don't understand um but we're fighting to get that done um and then the last thing is um as far as your dollar is concerned when things like this are going on um marquisha is about to really dig into this um, about loving our neighbors but there's that part of us that wants to give back you know that's that part that wants to help and connect somehow what can I do and for some of us you know maybe giving money is the easiest thing to do I'll say personally it is extremely hard still working my job and having my side business flowing and keeping up with the podcast and now being on the front lines like we get it everybody's lives are in different spaces and you might just want to give some money um but making sure you check your resources mm -hmm. so when you're giving your money if that's how you're showing up to show that you care just make sure that you know you're going to the family's official gofundme account um and if it's a fundraiser you're going to make sure that it's clear like where the money is going afterwards if you want to support it um, because unfortunately everybody doesn't have a good heart and sometimes people use um, situations like this to um, like we said before build their brands and to push their own agenda and fill their pockets uh -huh. um, and I'm sure you you know you all don't want your hard-earned money going to someone who is so careless and um, not thoughtful about how they position there so 
definitely your your dollar goes a long way and and in a time like this a lot can be seen about where you want to spend your money at um good and bad so just be aware of that in a time like this and then i'm gonna send it over to marquisha is gonna close this out um yeah um that's that's a lot to process and i just want to personally say um i'm just honored to have friends who are so invested not just in their personal community in the space that they live in but invested in the future invested in justice invested with your time with your energy and effort because you know we know how busy you are and to make that commitment and make time um, i think it just continues to speak volumes of the character and who who you are and who we are as a group um, and what we stand for as a podcast so we just want everyone to know that um you know we appreciate every all the efforts and support in every um space and place that we are and you know we um are here and we hear you and we just want you to know we are your neighbors and um we want to make sure that everyone has what they need um as it relates to time money and effort with the current environment um and even if you're not in Pittsburgh, just equipping you with some resources and tools and things you can do to really stay involved. Um, you know, things can't be lost because we're two weeks in or two months in or um, two years in. You know, unfortunately, history always repeats itself. And we can tell that the movement is uh, much further behind than it is ahead. So it's time that we um, do what we can and that everyone does their part to see success and everyone does their part to see um, results. You know, um, I, I don't want to be repetitive but I think you know just understanding who you're paying who you're giving your time for is so crucial so I just wanted to give a few kind of um, I think gems that'll help people as as we go through this process and the first one is when it comes to effort um, you know check on your sister friends check on the front line check on those people who are giving their time energy and effort um, it's mentally draining it's physically exhausting and, um, you know, oftentimes those people who show up and show out are the strong friend. And I'm really loving the whole movement of check on your strong friend because it's like, you know, oftentimes the strong friend's the one doing the check-in when they need someone to check on them. So if you have a friend who's been organizing, if you have a friend who's been showing up, if you have a friend who's been really um, being present in the moment and speaking and being the voice of your neighborhood, your community, your street, your group, you know, check on them. Um, make sure they're okay. Do a mental health check-in. See if they're exhausted, mentally drained. Um, just let's not forget about those strong people because those are the ones that sometimes um, don't feel like they have an outlet, even though they're often the outlet for everyone else. So stay connected. Stay engaged. You know, don't just go back to social media. Um, do the old school thing. Pick up the phone. Make a call. You know, send a little thank you note. Um, those kind of things go a long way. Sometimes people may not be ready to speak or may not be ready to release or may not be ready to receive. But to know that someone's there, I think, goes a long way. Um, you know, I, I want to make sure that everyone's utilizing their resources. You know, we have this thing that can be a blessing and a curse, which is social media. And I think that, you know, Soleil spoke to this. But, you know, making sure that you're following the right people and the right pages. Um, you know, it's a great time to filter out the stuff that just doesn't add any value and making sure that you're following pages of people who are um, speaking to the core values of who you are and the justice that you want to see and the world that you want to live in. Um, you know, I encourage folks to consider, you know, Take Action Mom Valley that you already referenced as an organization that's actively involved. Um, that really serves at the level of, of impacting the people and that the actual money you donate goes to effort 
um, and you can see those tangible dollars being used to, to create um, movement and to create um, outcomes. Um, Amachi is one I can personally speak to. It's a, an organization that serves children who um, have a parent who's incarcerated. Um, so it's about that community. It's about being there. Um, it's about building new relationships and extending the village. So if you have extra time and you're in a space or a place where you can mentor a young person who's impacted by incarceration, and for those of you who don't know, take the time to Google. Incarceration statistics are staggering. Um, you know, so we have a lot of homes and households that are impacted by incarceration, and it's a great way to get involved, um, you know, and to, again, extend the village and support young people. Um, and let me just say, one thing that um, is heavy on my heart is that I volunteered with Amachi some time ago, and I have to be honest and transparent that I need to do a better job. Um, you know, my, my mentee has since moved to another state, but... Um, when I went to the training, there was probably two or three brown people in the room and about 25 um, white European people in the room. And um, it really bothered me. It, it really it really tugged on my heart because the questions they were asking, you know, were um, a little concerning, not in a bad way, but just not knowing how to deal with some of the issues and some of the obstacles that our children face and not have um, come from the space and place that some of our children live in and reside in. Um, so I really am putting the challenge out as Soleil did for us to step up and take part and become the village. You know, it, it takes a village and we all have a part that we can play. Um, and so that leads into another piece and that is, you know, maybe you don't have money to give, but you have a penmanship. Maybe you have a cell phone. Maybe you have an email account. You know, we employ political folks. We employ our mayors, our district attorneys, our presidents, our council members. We employ these people. So if you can't go ahead and be on the front line, maybe you make a call. Maybe you write a letter. Maybe you send an email. Maybe you start a petition. But, you know, it's the time to step up and be present is now. And if you're not sure, there's plenty of outlets out there on social media to help you look up. You can Google your local district. You can walk into their offices. You pay the rent on those offices. You can walk in. You can ask questions. You know, you can reach out to some of the social service organizations that teach us about our rights as people. Um, you can educate. You can inform. If you are in, maybe you're an attorney. Uh, maybe you're a paralegal. You can get into schools and teach children about their rights, the laws. Um, so there's so many ways to help. And, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention this, but, you know, we just want to encourage everyone to step up. And if it's um, financial support, spiritual support, but just to be there for the Rose family right now, they do have a GoFundMe set up. Um, you know, so if it's on your heart to serve them financially, please feel free to do so. If it's not, there are many folks that are gathering and rallying around just some other things that are helpful during these times. Um, so feel free to reach out and, and kind of get engaged in that way. But um, we just got to love our neighbors and we just got to make sure that we're checking on folks. That's real good, Markeisha. Mm -hmm. I have two sources to throw in for you. You mentioned, which was so excellent, about... Um, the fact that we employ our our political leaders um there is a feature on facebook called town hall so mm. if you go into the search bar in your facebook and you type in town hall it'll pop up usually the first thing and you enter into it you put your address in there and it'll pull up all of the elected officials that have town hall set up for facebook you can oh send gosh, them a, so a message right through facebook their email will come up and their phone number will come up and um, 
you can even share with other people like I am contacting state representative blah 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 mm. so if there's any action that might be outside of your community for instance with Antoine that happened not in the city of Pittsburgh in East right. Pittsburgh which is a suburb so when I created instructions for people to reach out to officials there I gave them an address in East Pittsburgh so you can contact your officials and say hey this is concerning me that's happening down the road but you can also contact their officials too so town hall is a really great resource um, i have a ton of stuff on my page um but it's a it's a little overwhelming but if you ever want to get caught up on what's going on my page would be a good place to go mm-hmm. but there's a lot of resources um we've made scripts um that have the mayor's number what to say to them um the city council members those are the people that have a lot of authority to hire and fire in these situations, which in this one, it is the mayor, the police chief, and the city council people that they can literally get on a call right now and say, we want to take him off the payroll, but they're choosing not to. So that's where we come and exercise our voice, and that's why it's important that those calls happen. The action right now is that they filed charges on the officer, but um, they put him on... He is on unpaid leave. Yeah, he is on which on is good because they usually give him paid, paid leave. Yeah, that just I'm like, that's changed. The reason that's, that's why vacation. he's on the only reason why he's on unpaid leave is because he hasn't been there long enough to be oh. on paid leave. Because he was only there what three hours before he so three weeks. He was there three weeks, three weeks, but he had just got sworn in hours before it had happened. Um, okay. So okay. their process in East Pittsburgh is before someone can actually serve in the community, and this is so wild to me. I, crazy even saying it before they can serve in a community they have to go to the city council meeting to meet the members of council and it's like meet your new protector of the city Mm. and then he met them and he got sworn in and then this happened hours later can i just say what bothers me is learning through reading and getting informed that i go through the same um, amount of credentials and checking that a police officer does Mm -hmm. and i'm not serving the community and protecting anyone so I think for me it goes back to just being informed and knowledgeable about that process and not recognizing and realizing that this man could have been fired from 16 other police jobs and still get hired in an environment that he is maybe not equipped or not informed about I didn't see any requirement of cultural sensitivity I didn't see any diversity and inclusion requirements Mm So, you know, we have to get informed and be aware of these things. But I think you make such a good point. Like, town halls, can I just tell you, too? Town halls are your opportunity to stop things, to Mm -hmm. speak your voice. Mm -hmm. And most places are required to announce town halls. But they do it in a way that it's places and and spaces that people are not going to see them. So I'm required a public record and put it in a public advertised place. But maybe I put it in... The Post-Gazette, where no one's reading instead of the Courier, because that's what gets delivered to the neighborhood I serve. Right. Right. So it's really important that town hall is like a huge gem. It, well, it, the city council meetings is where your voice could be heard the most, and they have to publicize the information because city council meetings are open to the public. But they can choose where to, pub- where to put them. Yes, but it has to be public. So most of the time, if you can go to any of your any city's website and usually yeah, find their council information and that's where you pull up to like for instance and i'm just giving you guys action because we take action on valley that's what we do like it, and it's beyond like protesting is appropriate not in all circumstances like markeisha said sometimes it's an online petition sometimes it's pulling up to a council meeting with this guy who ran through the crowd with his car 
I, I don't live where he goes, but I probably am going to go to their council meeting and say, well, is this the person that you all want making decisions in your city? Like, you want okay. him to be here, and it's free and open to you because it's open to the public. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to know your rights, too. And Markeisha was so on point, and that was the other resource. It's about, like, knowing your rights. Take Action Mon Valley is an activism organization in the Mon Valley, particularly because we're not a part of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. um, where we address issues of um, social injustices. Um, but uh, the, what is it, accountability for... Yeah, that's another organization. It's Randy Fisher's organization. Yeah, in need um, of funds right now to really allow some money to be behind the efforts that they're making and the, the Alliance for Police Accountability. Yes. So they, she's full of resources. So if there's anything that you think is unjust, um, she's worked even in the past several months in Woodland Hills where there's been a lot of um, brutality with the officers that mm-hmm. are there with some of the children. Um that's what her organization does. She fights for justice and to make sure that we get a fair um, fair treatment whenever we're in these spaces and not mm-hmm. just told um, things. And she's been on the front lines as well. So, so a lot of your front line people are also behind the scenes um, pushing the social change that needs to happen. Policies and systemic um, issues need to be influenced um, as well. And, and they're on social media at um, APA. PGH, um, and that's on Instagram, and they're also on Facebook as well. But um, yeah, I just I think that you know we hopefully you could share this with somebody. Um, maybe if you're not sure how to approach, because everyone's not good at having those conversations, it's maybe you can send this to a friend and start set the tone for just checking in with you. I want to share something with you. Um, let's have coffee. Let's have lunch. But, um, you know, it, it takes a village, and we just want to make sure that you have what you need to feel like your village is in support of you. And so um, this has been a really, I think, a really moving podcast for me because it, it just gets me f- fired up and so encouraged by the fact that we are invested in this process. And we want to make sure that folks are, too, and that you have what you need to, to be successful in this in this ongoing never-ending battle that we're fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so Nita, the new side of Marquisha, Brianna, and Soleil, yes. seeing the heart side of us today as we um, still stand and do what is fun for us as we do luggage, love, and loot, mm-hmm. but also um, what we're passionate about in our hearts for our community and just for people and humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, that is definitely a, a part of us. We support each other. We support our circles and our friends, but we support our people as well. Mm-hmm. And we promote we promote love and, and fullness Absolutely. of life. That's what we're about. Absolutely. So um, thank you all for listening to us today. And uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Facebook. Uh, asking for a friend we're waiting for our next juicy question yeah yeah um hopefully have some new things coming because i didn't fell in love with the new show love is oh my god so i'm trying to get my girls here to catch up on it so we can do a quick tea talk for y'all soon i need an xfinity hookup y'all i've been praying for my man ever since i watched this show i said i'm gonna pray for him daily if this is what love is so yeah we're um looking forward to talking to you all in uh just a few short weeks again um, and thanks again for being supporters and listening. Well, love you guys. Talk to you next we love time. y'all. Peace. Peace.